Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Horror Hangout podcast, where if you've been a film fan, watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor, with Kate, and joined by my regular co-host, the Mr. Ben Arrington. And today we're joined by a uh, regular joiner in a, um, a Mr. <laughs> Andy Conduit Turner. Hello, guys. Hello, hello. Well, hello. Well, hello. How is everyone? Yeah, good. Very well. Very good. Very well. I'm glad to hear it. Uh, what beverages? What beverages? What have we beverage got? have we got? I've got some classic H2O. A little nice. water. Got a nice tea myself. As it's and... a snowy day here. Oh, is it snowing? Yeah, yeah. No way. You're not snowed in, are you? Nah, uh, we'll find out tomorrow. You've got like a millimeter <laughs> of snow. And I've got I've got a multi-pack can of Pepsi Max. Oh, don't go reselling it. I was thinking about it. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna get a black. I'm gonna get a sharpie and just. Get a bit out. I'm going to sell it. Ten p profit on each can. You wait. I won't be on this podcast much longer. I'll be gone. I'll be in, in the. Beh- I'll be in, in the prison. <laughs> yeah. Even like Midnight Express, but you smuggling Pepsi Max cans. <laughs> Anyone want a Pepsi Max? No, I prefer. I prefer just Diet Pepsi. Fuck off, then. In a Turkish Keep prison moving. somewhere. I've uh, I've uh, got two teas on account of it being freezing in the garage. Two so teas. If I'm going to need. Could... The extra you world. could drink those like Stone Cold Steve Austin, couldn't you? <laughs> yes. Just tap the mugs together. Not even tap, just smash the mugs together and scalding hot tea all yeah. over your face. And if you flinch... I love my Becky Lynch moment. I don't think I've ever had two teas in one go. What? No, one go. I mean, you, you have one and then the other. You yeah. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't... I know how it works. Yeah. What's that? No, no. You wouldn't alternate. You wouldn't no. alternate. Yeah. I mean, I've always I've let a tea go cold and then had to get a new one immediately. Do you not microwave it? See, I, I I don't like to waste it, so I'll microwave it. I, I'm not a monster. so I am a monster. <laughs> got some class. <laughs> I've got some class, mate. I mean, I know it's not a lot, but I've never done that. Does Is that is that effective? Well, it didn't taste as good, but 30 seconds and it pops out and it's uh, just as warm. If I've ever let a tea go cold, I have to drink it stone cold to no. uh, punish myself. For that. <laughs> oh, no. So you've done this. You've earned this. <laughs> I yeah. do that with coffee, but there's something about tea. There's something about cold tea that kind of just makes me gag. It does a lot of people, I think. It's the taste <laughs> of defeat, isn't it? 
It is. It's yeah. like a taste of your own failure. It's like a like a, a cooling bath. Like, there's nothing worse <laughs> than being in a, a bath that's pretty gone. Remember, it's gone cold now. <laughs> yeah. It's like a weird film on the top <laughs> of it of hair and film. body mucus. You've got to get in. <laughs> Yeah, it's got yeah. a bath has got to be scalding hot to the point where I'm I almost pass out. I've no. no point. <laughs> You're like cat. cat can I've, got lo- I've got to lower myself in and if it doesn't scold my <laughs> testicles to within an inch of their life, if they don't come out like two little poached eggs, I'm not I'm not interested. If they're not screaming like shellfish cooking on a pan. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's when you lower yourself in you're like <laughs> you... because then you get more bath time because by the time you accustom yeah, yourself to but... that, that I think it's better to have it a li- like a little bit colder than that, but still kind of like almost almost unbearable, but bearable enough to, for me to get in. And then add some hot water whilst I'm acclimated. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's yeah. a good. Well, effect. you're like a frog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't realize. Yeah. Exactly. Shall I jump yeah. out? Shall I jump out? No, just keep uh, adjusting my body body temperature till I'm dead. <laughs> With yours though, Ben, your sort of mouth noises you go and you bit the police will be around. Mr. Harris, come out. <laughs> <coughs> God, choke then. Choked on a testicle. So uh, <laughs> today we are um, talking about a pretty cool little horror movie. But uh, before we do all that, has anyone got a horror guff that they would like to explain? <laughs> explain uh, yourself. Um, well, I've not really, I've not really watched anything this week. It's been one, of, it's been one of those strange weeks where I've not really watched anything. Played. Played some games, and I guess we're going to talk about that, Andy, at some yeah, point. Yeah, I was oh. going to say, I've, I've only watched The Puzzle, which you guys have already talked about. I caught up on that at last. But um, really, it's Resident <laughs> Evil week. It's all yeah. about Resident mm-hmm. Evil this week. And very good it is, too. It is unbelievable. Luke, you've not you've played the demo, obviously. For the demo, I've watched many a YouTube video. Not like not playthroughs, because I don't want to get spoiled or anything. But yeah. I've watched like, the first 10 minutes of a lot of <laughs> Obviously, I guess we won't talk about spoilers because it's only the it's only the first week the game's been out. So, even though I mean, if you played the original, you'll you'll know a lot of the stuff anyway. But there are a few like consider there are considerable changes which are all positive so far. I'm enjoying, but the atmosphere is like second to none. And I've definitely got to a point where I've gone. I have to stop playing because I am not enjoying this. I'm, too wound up. I'm too I'm too wound up, or I'm just terrified, or I'm just my heart's racing. And you're playing it with headphones on. But I swear, <laughs> my bath's ready. I'm playing with headphones on, but I swear I can hear other other noises around the house, and it's just not. Yeah, I'm just not enjoying it. Let me ask you a question. So you you played Resident Evil Seven, you enjoyed that, and now you played Resident Evil Two, and you enjoyed that. Um, for yeah. Resident Evil Eight, what would you prefer them to do? Like, do more of the first person, and what do we do in Resident Evil Seven, or <coughs> go back to? I think I think they can't just leave the first person thing in one installment. I think they have to carry that on into Resident Evil 8. Hopefully we'll get more of this third person over the shoulder stuff in uh, like a Resident Evil 3 remake, which I've heard rumors of already because yeah. this, because Resident Evil 2 has like shifted 3 million units. Is that right? It's gone pretty crazy. And it's, it's the gone... biggest selling one since 7 came out. Oddly enough, 6 sold really well, but um, yeah. but they've um, it's done very good numbers though. So I imagine we'll get a Nemesis remake. Yeah, I mean, clear, clearly there's a demand for it, so a Nemesis mm. remake would be good. So yeah, continue if they continue remaking, well, Resident Evil next, maybe maybe Code Veronica, maybe someone else, who knows? But um, I think they'll do four. They, I, I don't I don't know why they would really need to yet, but well, it might be a few years down the line until we get three, and then you know after yeah. that, four will probably be approaching being twenty years old. 
Wow. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> that sounds crazy, but uh, yeah, that's that's probably true. So they they possibly could, but you know. The weird thing for we'll me see. is I kind of feel like I'm kind of sick of zombies, but then <laughs> these zombies are really effective again for some reason. And I think it's because every time we see zombies now, it's always in daylight. That it's all like post-apocalyptic wastelands in the day. But this is like super scary because it's all dark hallways and you can't quite see where the zombies are coming from and that kind of thing. And it's just... <laughs> and they're and they're on you like they're they're pretty yeah. unforgiving. Like you've not got if you you can't really take a second to reload or take a second to get your bearings. They're on you, and it is it is tough and it is frustrating as well. Like I I found myself incredibly frustrated by this game so far, and I'm not my I'm not I'm a little bit further than you I think Andy, but not I'm think I'm only like two hours in. I'm really, I am kind of taking my time with it. I'm not trying to fly through it, but uh, yeah, the same. Um, I was saying to you there, Ben. It's made me really ruthless. I find that because you know from playing the demo, you expect the zombies to get back up. After yeah. a little while of playing this new one, I've taken to when I've downed them, <laughs> I stand over them and put another couple of bullets in their head, and it burns my yeah. bullets a little quicker. But I feel like I've chosen that situation. Yeah, they're not so, going to creep so up. So don't walk behind. into the same room and they're up again. I saw I put about ten bullets into one zombie. Like they're they really they are like bullet sponges unless you really get. Well, I don't, I don't say get lucky, but if you're really good with your shots, where it comes like it take one or two bullets to just pop someone's head off. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So sort of to round off that, I, got, I went to the Resident Evil safe house experience in, in London. I've never done like those um, horror experience things. I've never done that before. I've always kind of found it not to be something I, I would potentially enjoy. And to yeah. be fair, for the first few minutes of this, I did have a big smile on my face. So I was a bit like, this is kind of silly. <laughs> but <laughs> but come the end, like there were a few moments in it which genuinely did scare me and my heart was racing and, you know, I felt the... Uh, it was it was good. It was good. Yeah. Um, got to play the game as well, sort of before and afterwards, and they had a bar with some um, Resident Evil-themed drinks and everything, so... That yeah, cool. it was. Yeah. It, it it was good. It was good fun. It was only there for two days as well, so I guess I yeah. was pretty lucky to lucky to get tickets, which were which were free. But they had it was all decked out with the standard Raccoon City stuff. There was like some rooms which were decked out at like the police station. You know, a typewriter was there. Um, guys in SWAT team uh, uniforms, and the zombies were really good as well. Yeah, yeah. A couple of the actors were playing the roles of. <clears throat> I think it was. I think it was supposed to supposed to be Leon. Didn't really look like him, but. Yeah, it was it was sweet. Cool, man. What about you, Andy? Uh, have you done any guffs? No, say so apart from catching up on Apostle and then a bit of Resident Evil. It's been that's been it this week. Nothing else uh, horror related apart from the film in question. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, hey, Lucas, I've got one. So, this is I listen to a podcast called Shockwaves quite a lot, and they have a lot of horror movie recommendations. And they were talking about something on Amazon Prime that's. Uh, described as an Indian Clive Barker doing There Will Be Blood. So if you can sort of imagine those sort of elements come together. So we, I've never seen an Indian horror movie, uh, and it's called Tumbad, T-U-M-B-B-A-D. I can't tell you who made it or, you know, the budget or anything, but it's pretty, <coughs> pretty cool. Like, in terms of, like, the the idea and the sort of the visual representation, it's, got the, it's Clive Barker in the sense of it's a guy who uh, wants to get rich, and they find out of like their house that they live on has like a well underneath that leads into this giant open womb, uh, and there's like demons in it where you can. It's got a bit of a Pan's Labyrinth sort of vibe to it as well, where you can uh, feed these demons something to distract them to take gold out of their uh, satchels while they're not looking. And if you don't, if 
if you if they catch you, they sort of make you immortal, but in like the worst way. Uh, you can you can imagine like you you the sort of like I don't want to spoil anything if you're, you're going to watch it, but you sort of become part of the scenery and like trees grow out of you and all this crazy stuff. It's it's really good. Some of the visual oh, stuff okay. is like really interesting. Um, it's not scary, I wouldn't say, but it's more scary. Pan's Labyrinth scary on that sort of level, uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's definitely very interesting. It's worth a watch. It's called t- Tumbad. Yeah, it's fr- is it fairly new as well? Yeah, yeah, I think I'd say last year or so. Yeah, 2018 it looks like. Yeah, but it's pretty oh, good. Sounds good. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I have to give that a watch. And now I've got this image in my head of someone like wanging cheese cobs down a down a well to distract demons. Pretty much exactly how it happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just to nick, just to nick their money out of order. Yeah, but uh, other than that, that's, that's about it. Uh, so I guess we'll crack on with the film of the day. Devil is amongst us. Stay back, boy. This calls for divine intervention. I kick ass for the Lord. Number 96 on IGN's top 100 horror movies of all time. Uh, I don't know what, what you would call it. I mean, I'm going to say brain dead. Uh, some people might say yeah, dead so alive. It's, so it's brain dead. I think dead alive is how it was known in North America. Um, I think everywhere else it was known as brain dead, from what I can tell. Anyway, yeah. What's the? You got some info on it, Ben? Got some info, mate. So yes. brain dead is a 1992 New Zealand splat stick zombie comedy film directed by Peter Jackson. Um, a young man's mother is bitten by a Sumatran. Rat monkey. She gets sick and dies. At which time she comes back to life, killing and eating dogs, nurses, friends, and neighbors. Lovely. Uh, this is what William Bibiani of um, IGN had to say. Lionel's mother has been controlling his life as long as he can remember. Even when she dies from the bite of a Sumatran rat monkey, she comes back as a grotesque zombie, forcing Lionel to stay home and take care of her and everyone she bites until the situation finally gets out of hand, uh, more out of hand. Pete Jackson didn't invent splat stick but he didn't he did, he, yeah. he came down close to perfecting it with brain dead it's a bloody good comedy with cheeky performances and unforgettably gross set pieces the zombie dining table scene alone would would have made a cool classic but then jackson pulls out all the stops for a final finale that's gorier and funnier than any zombie massacre before it or since it's got 86 percent on rotten tomato it's 7.5 out of 10 imdb and it's the first time i've ever seen it and it's like a massive gap in my horror movie watching you guys <clears throat> me too first time i've seen it as well so we can enjoy the gap together we can fill the gap together <laughs> we'll fill each other's gap what about you andy have you seen this before um, i had minded that gap previously so i filled it in a long time ago it wasn't the first of peter jackson's films like this i'd seen though um my friends when we were teenagers were really into bad taste another one of his similar films but it's like yeah. got alien vibe yeah, to it fairly recently yeah um and we we watched it off the back of that and um loved it and then it was back in the day after i'd first watched it on vhs when dvds became a thing i remember getting it off ebay when i was at uni because it hadn't been released over here so i got an australian copy i think because they're the same dvd region as us and then um it was like a cult film that i'd get out when when people were around and not a lot of people had seen it because it's one of those it's fun to watch yeah. So yeah, I've seen it a number of times. It's been a long time though, so I probably watched it yesterday for the first time in 10, 15 years. 
Yeah, wow. I think I think if I watch this around the same time as I watched Evil Dead Two, I think I might have preferred this. Like, there's something really fun <laughs> about this film. Like, also like the fact that it's kind of a cool sort of lower budget film. You kind of go into it with a certain there's a certain like defensive wall that comes up. Like, okay, it's not going to be it's going to be good. But it's not going to be fantastic. It's not going to be better than what you're expecting. But I just couldn't like believe some of the gore. I just couldn't <laughs> believe like how far they sort of go with the. It's like there's one bit near the end yeah. where the house is like they're tearing it down. I'm like, how did they? How did they make this? This is insane. Like it just goes all the way. Yeah, with no money, it's so impressive. And I think it'd be very easy to dismiss it if you watch it on a level playing field with all movies ever. It came out the same year as Jurassic Park, but you kind of, like you say, you put up a barrier and say, like, I'm not going to criticise this for being made in the effects, not being you know, the most photo real that you'd expect mm. by today's standards or even by that day's standards with all the money in the world because I know that this was effect- effectively someone who was just a passionate filmmaker who wanted to make something cool with practical effects and very little money, I imagine. The effects yeah. are like part of its charm, though, I think. It's like... Yeah. You don't see someone and go, that looks ridiculous. You see someone and you're like, it kind of does, it, it amuses you to a degree that is, is it adds to the film's charm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I kind of even like stop motion animation and stuff like that, yeah. which was a bit like, what the hell? <laughs> but it was a bit like, it was, I, I respected it for that. Yeah. It's a good time. I've, I've got a, it's made me want to do what Andy used to, it's made me want to have a film night invite some people around and then put this on just to show them. Yeah. Just to sort of get some reactions. Yeah. 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 But I wish I watched this a long time ago because I got, I didn't love it, but I just feel like it would have been up there with my top of all time. If it hit me at the right age, because I didn't know so much about this film. And I heard that sort of Peter Jackson made a, made a low budget zombie film in the nineties. I kind of just, I mean, to my own detriment, obviously I kind of just thought, wow, I've got no interest in watching that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> which, uh, which I guess is is as I sort of as time went by and I heard more and more about it. Um, yeah, so I don't really know why I hadn't got around to watching it before this, but I, I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. So key players in the film. Um, I don't think we're going to recognise any of the names. Timothy Baum plays Lionel Cosgrove, who's a sort of um, uh, milksop of a man who's just sort of just there to look after his mum, mow the lawn, do the dishes, that kind of thing. Uh, pick up the, sh- the shopping. Uh, Diana Penel- Penavla <laughs> plays Paquita, who's a sort of the gypsy shopkeeper. Who... Gypsy shopkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's a love. She's a love interest, really, isn't she? Yeah, um, and also a gypsy shopkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth <laughs> Moody plays Vera Crosgove, who is uh, Lionel's mum. Uh, she is one point when I thought is a twist that she's not actually his mum. Um, but we'll go into that later on. Uh, yeah, she, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say much out. What's the best way to describe her? She's just too clingy. She won't let him go. Get on with his life. She just wants yeah. him to do on her. Too clingy. Very well to do. I think she thinks about what well, you know what people think of them. She also listens yeah, to the archers. It sounds like the archers. Yeah. she's like a yeah. kiwi bucket woman, isn't she? Yeah, <laughs> she sounds really English, though. I kind of thought. Yeah, I thought that, and the fact that she listens to like. Black country radio drama. Yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 but like, what? When does this film even take place? Because it's I got set in the fifties. Set in the fifties. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking that. So it wasn't obvious to me. It wasn't obvious 
initially it kind of felt like you know sometimes when a film is like a pocket of suburban life that perhaps yeah, yeah. has no has no real like M- place in, in, yeah. in, in it, it's not modern it's not it's not sort of classic but the, the, after a while when when it was like the teddy boys and that's what i called them it teddy boys like the greaser type people greaser type people yeah, yeah. um you know after that i've started to realize it is set in the 50s yeah um yeah one of it one of the characters i think we need to mention is uh uncle les Ian uh, Watkins, Lionel's uncle, played by Ian Watkin. <laughs> not, not the singular. Not Watkin. Ian yeah. Watkins. No, but this one is That's a perv. The last we'll say on that. And at one this point, this one is what? This this one is a bit of a perv. And uh, I don't know if you call Ian Watkins a perv. Maybe it's had of an understatement. Oh, you perv! Stop it, you perv! <laughs> no. Just a single Ian Watkin. Um, and then I think there's. <laughs> There's a few people. There's Brenda Kendall plays a nurse McTavish. There's a few of these sort of uh, ensemble characters that sort of appear throughout the film. There's Father Magruder, who played by yeah, sorry, 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 Luke, carry on. Father Magruder, played by Stuart Deveni, and Void, who's one of those greaser punk type people, played by Jed Brophy. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I think like everyone's awesome in this. Yeah, like <laughs> all, all the supporting characters. You know, everyone's got. Like there's so many people where like there's a film in that person, like Father Magruder. Um, you know there are different pockets of this film where I feel like I would like to spend more time with this, but it kind of just just keep snowballing to being more and more over the top and ridiculous. <clears throat> but um, yeah, I thought everyone everyone was awesome, and I'm guessing some of these people can't be full-time actors as far as maybe they are you'd have thought when their their old mate pete made it big time you might have seen them have bit parts elsewhere but uh, i would have liked to see lionel yeah i would like to see him as like the king of gondor or something like yeah his physical comedy like his like mr bean level of like yeah like moving around is is amazing to behold like he makes i think he makes a lot of the film he makes a lot of film what it is He's so quick about it as well. Like his movements, like even in minor scenes, we'll come to it later. There's a bit, the bit in the park with a baby is one bit, but even when he's like (laughs) running over, like when Paquita's at the window and he dives over the bed, like he's got such good, like clumsy physicality about it. Do you think um, Peter Jackson was like, we need someone who can do what Bruce Campbell did in Evil Dead. We need someone who can do that. Yeah. I think it was very, it was very reminiscent of that. Like, in 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 a lot in a lot of ways, but I guess he he played it more as being a bit of a um, the sort of the wet flannel type Lionel, yeah. a bit a bit more of a wet flannel than yeah. a, than Ash. He's very like Frank Spencer about it all, isn't he? With his that is a, that is a great uh, that is a great comparison because I think he's even dressed very similar to Frank Spencer in terms of the uh, he's got like a white shirt with a sort of vest, yeah, j- like jumper over top of it, yeah, yeah. I mean, because obviously Frank Spencer was very physical. He did a lot of his own stunts as well, didn't he? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Michael Crawford. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, very re- very reminiscent of that, and very entertaining. Yeah. Uh, so the film opens. We've got like a, a prologue section where um, they're stealing. Um, they're on some like they're on Skull Island or, or something like that, and they're stealing. Um, a rat monkey. I don't know if we can see it, it, but it's like in a wooden cage. Yeah, it is pretty mad that this film starts on Skull Island yeah. and Peter Jackson went on to direct King Kong. Uh, it is King mad. Kong. I also kept yeah. thinking, where did they film this? That's what I also kept thinking. Yeah, I think I think I, I, think I did Google it to see where they filmed it, and it was like somewhere a somewhere, quarry, a quarry <laughs> or something. Yeah, so <laughs> this is Skull Island. <clears throat> but yeah, so there's two. There's two guys. They're sort of like an explorer and 
his guide like, or something. assistant, his yeah. guide or his assistant, yeah. and they, and they're running away from these warrior natives who are sort of chasing chasing them down with with spears, and it's very cliche. Um, and they've got this creature in a box, and you can sort of hear it going. <laughs> yeah, the the music's uh, the music throughout the entire film is uh, it's quite nice. It's quite sweet. Yeah. It's kind of like jolly and waltzy, and you know, all sort of piano music and that kind of thing. But um, all the, all the noises in this are, are good. But there's um, he gets bit by the I don't know. He holds hold it close to his face or something. It, yeah, he does like a mad escape, doesn't he? The um, the natives have got him. He shows them the permit, and then he chases them all off with a machine gun, <laughs> yeah. and then he just carries it over his shoulder and runs away from them all. Yeah, and then he jump. They jump in the back of a truck, and I think they're driving away at about maybe eight miles an hour yeah. while, uh, <laughs> while, the, while the natives like chase them and the tra- they almost like leave the guy behind but then he sort of gets on there and i'm not sure that, not sure what happens if he just gets too close to the i think it, there's a bump in the road maybe and it the the, the crate falls onto him yeah yeah gets a couple so he, gets of bit, he gets bitten by this rat monkey um and then obviously his guide and the driver they all basically turn on him and say well you've been bitten now so zingaya and then they uh, <laughs> zingaya. Zingaya. they lop his Arm off first. They keep, they keep seeing signs of bites and scratches. They see one thing on the arm. Singaya, and they chop that off. The right arm. Singaya, and then they see it on his head. And then they um, cut to the opening title scroll. Yeah, which is yeah. just a lovely splash. But I mean, splash right, of- right away you kind of understand, oh, this is incredibly silly. <laughs> like, this is not yeah. There Will Be Blood. But um, <laughs> yeah, so then we're sort of introduced to Rune Wellington, Lionel... Uh, lives in this sort of big Victorian mansion sort of thing on the top of the hill um, I think we're introduced it's like to the, ste- the steepest front garden I've ever seen in my life yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> just like that. he's mowing it he's like oh Jesus <laughs> don't feel sorry. I feel sorry for you Lionel Jesus man uh, I don't know when we find out about his dad that his dad's dead because is, is that going it, to it pretty early? I think that comes at the zoo date that the he mentions his dad the first time but in yeah. this first meeting though it's just his mom. Um, you know, being very house proud and talking about how she's been elected as treasurer of the WLWL. Yeah. <laughs> and then and some people and they're coming to visit. Is that correct? They're yeah, they're coming. Visit, they're coming to have lunch the next day or something like that. So yeah. she sends him off to the shops, where he's uh, introduced to Paquita. Paquita, the shopkeeper, doesn't fancy him. She fancies Roger. Roger. Yeah. Hello, Roger. Hello. All right, Rog. Hello, Roger. It's, this reminded me a lot of uh, Neighbours. Uh, it's, it's, you know, Antipodean sort of accent. Um, but I think she's like, uh, her grandma's like, no, 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 that's, Roger's not, you ain't gonna get a Roger in. You're gonna get a, a Lionel in. Um, she sort of plays some card games, played a bit of tarot cards. Played some card games. <laughs> yeah, her grandma Play. really leans into the gypsy thing, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so she, she's got some tarot cards which have got like, a talk, like a a guy, I guess, I guess he kind of looks like Lionel, right? Well, I, I think that was what it was implied, but yeah. I, I, didn't, I don't know if I saw it. Um, which said, like, you'll you only have one romance and it will be forever, and that's it. And you'll and you'll know him when you see this sign, and then she shows the little symbol of like the, the moon and the star or what have you. Yeah. And then Lionel comes in and is bumbling around in the shop and she's not interested at all. She's properly like rolling her eyes at him. But then when he goes to get a bit of licorice, he um, knocks it all over and it falls <laughs> into the shape of the moon and the star. And then she is well into him after that's that. That's it. She's that's like, it. She's on him for the rest you need. of the movie, pretty much. That's all it <laughs> she's takes. On it like a, she's on it like a car bonnet. Yeah. 
All you need to draw a little picture of licorice. That's all you need. Um, they go on a date to Wellington Zoo, where we're first introduced to the Sumatran rat monkey. Rat monkey. We yeah. find out that the the rat <laughs> there's like a caretaker guy who says, "Ah, oh, yeah, the um, what does he say? So the 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 rats came from went to the school and, and they they and raped then... all the tree monkeys." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they raped all the tree monkeys and then what they, an origin story eh? yeah um i think the this Sumatran rat monkey we see it and it's uh, a bit of claymation it's got like no hair it it doesn't look like a real thing at all it's just like a it's just like a kind of monkey body with a rat head essentially yeah, yeah. it it bites the arm off of one of the the other monkeys on the other cage you feel a bit bad about that um <laughs> but then oh yeah so um Thingy's spying on them. Lionel's mum, Vera, is spying on them, but she's spying by, she's hiding by the rat monkey cage. She gets a nibble on the shoulder. And then she... Yeah, she, she, gets a pre- she gets a pretty brutal... Well, it's not that bad a bite, but she absolutely brutalises the rat monkey, <laughs> stomps the living shit out of it while everybody watches, screaming in terror, and the, the zookeeper comes along and says, what, what are you doing to my rat monkey? Yeah. Poor rat monkey. Yeah. I think at this point we also see as well that it isn't just that she's like an overbearing mum. She's kind of manipulative and bad as well, right? Because she gets bitten by this monkey and then is like, oh, Lionel, take me home after giving Paquita a bit of a shove in as well to get out the way. (coughs) She ain't a nice lady, is she? No, she's wrong. So then we get like like a series of her getting worse and worse, more and more ill, needing more and more assistance from Lionel. Uh, she's got like sores popping on her, like boils, like pulsing on her face and stuff. Um, <laughs> she sort of goes to bed, doesn't she, in the in the night, and like Lionel tucks her in, and she's after being quite manipulative. She's being still manipulative, I guess. Like, oh, I don't deserve all this attention. Don't worry about your dear old mum. Yeah. And then he he goes to bed, and Paquita's at the window, and um, oh, they kind yeah. Okay. Yeah, he tries. To, oh, he's yeah. going to break up with her at first, doesn't he? And he's like, "Oh no, you can't. Um, probably can't see you anymore. I've got to look after my mum." Right, um, you got to keep you treat him mean to keep him keen, you know. Yeah, but that's a, that's doesn't a last long, does it? Break, that's a weird reason to break up with someone. Sorry, we can't see any, each other anymore because I've got to look after my mum. My mum got yes. bit by Sorry. a monkey. Yeah, you were there. You were seen. <laughs> but um, yeah. it doesn't last for long because she takes about two steps away and then he goes after her, and it's all back on again. We're back. Just like on. that. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. Um, and then she stays over for a sleepover. We don't see what happens. Um, I assume watch a watch a film and uh, have a kip. Stay up a little bit late. Yeah. Spoon to the living hell out of each other. But they, yeah. meanwhile, the, in um, in in Vera's room, loads of uh, loads of gunge is coming out of her bite and splattering all over the photos on the wall. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Just it's, shooting it's basically out. Just like, <laughs> yeah. It's basically just like some sort of custody dessert. Like, yeah. Le Mans, yeah. like Angel Delight. Some sort of blood stained. It's just pink. Oh, it does. It did. Like, uh, when the first, when I started watching this, I was eating something and like, I did have to pause it because it was about here that I was eating something. Well, I, can't, I think Car- I was eating caramel some sort creme. Of, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bowl of Angel Delight. Put me it right was some sort, some sort of like. Ch- noodle, like Rice vegetable pudding. noodle thing. Oh, oh, I remember, okay. like, I remember Ooh, it. Like, yeah. A bit of it like went on my chin at the same time that this happened. I was a bit like, nah, I'm going to pause this for a yeah. second, watch something else. And then I went back to it. Yeah. Uh, um, Lionel gets up in the morning and he is 
full of the joys of spring, isn't he? He's like, good morning, opens the curtains, what a lovely day, only to turn around and see that his mum is in a right old state. She's getting worse and worse, and it's around 10, ten minutes from now where the uh, the judges are, the, the people... Yeah, the, well, the WLJL? WLWL, isn't it? The um, <laughs> oh, right, okay. Wellington well, Ladies something, something. <laughs> the yeah. Wellington Ladies Women's League. 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 Yeah. So they come around for dinner. Uh, at this point, Vera is out of it. She's just, I think she's just saying like one word over and over oh, again. That's, that's when they, because at first she says, oh no, we've got to get ready. It's the WLWL. Yeah. And then. Um, and she, this is when we really start getting into the, I guess some of their practical effects because she's putting her makeup on and she nicks a bit out of her face. Oh, and that yeah, big primer yeah. comes down and he says, like, I'll sit still, skin. I'll, I'll have to glue it back on. He's like, you'll make it crooked. And he's gluing <laughs> her face back together. This is a good job. <laughs> then, yeah. you don't, you, if that happened, you'd be like, what the hell is happening to you? You wouldn't be like, oh my God, your face is falling apart. Let's just glue it back together because the WLWL are here. You've got to focus on what's <clears> happening <throat> in the time. You've got the WLWL coming. You can't worry about this stuff. You will read it later. Yeah. That is true. And then as well as sticking his mum's face together, Lionel um, puts on quite a spread of well, steak, steak yeah. mashed beans. <laughs> what was it? Steak? Steak mashed beans. Steak mashed beans. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's one of the like glorious there. moments in the film, I thought. Oh, this bit, I was... Yeah. I've seen this film so many times, and I was watching it with Karen, and she's never seen it before, and both of us. I was feeling a bit giffy watching it when they were... Um, oh. It's the dessert, isn't it? You said I've only got custard. This is when the, the mum uh... starts losing it and starts saying annual meetings over and over again. <laughs> yeah. She's only got a like, bowl and, of custard for people. Um, yeah. where, where, does oh. the, where does the juice come from? I think you know, the extra she, jam. She, she squeezes oh, yeah. her arm and it goes into the, the guy's bowl and he's like, oh, my wife never makes custard. And oh, big old okay. spoons of it. It made me feel pretty queasy because it and looked then, pretty delicious. It looked yeah. like some sort of raspberry some raspberry jam in the middle of it, but it, yeah. it, it wasn't supposed to be that, was it? And then a rear falls yeah. off. Yeah. And he just eats that willy-nilly uh, and then spits out the earring, I think. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, is it the, the Paquita's dog, I think? around here yeah the wlwl go away um and she's in a right mess so she calls um well lionel calls nurse mctavish to come back right yeah yeah um paquita comes around because she's she's always around now because since that fortune telling she's dead into lionel yeah she's constantly outside (laughs) the dog runs upstairs um and then off camera is eaten by the mum yeah. yeah, and and Lionel finds it and pulls a whole. T- <laughs> he ate my dog, not all of him. <laughs> Pull, pulls like a tail out of his mouth. I mean, that is the point where you go, "What the fuck is going on?" But Lionel seems to just be kind of take it in his stride. It's yeah. a bit like it's, yeah. it's a mild inconvenience to him. All of this. It's not like this is the end of the world or his mum's like gonna die or anything like that. It's just yeah. a mild inconvenience to him, and he's kind of rolling with it. He's pulled up. He's he's running high, I guess, because he's pulled off a great dinner with the WLWL. The exactly. Husband, the husband in particular is dead impressed. He thinks it's lovely. He had lovely custard with jam. He's um, done the business. He's done the business, really, isn't he? But then the mother attacks Paquita, um, and he wrestles her down the stairs just as the nurse arrives, and she gets off. <laughs> so yeah. she's dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an incredibly like. I know it's been a bit gore already. But this, there's this point here where it was actually kind of shocking, Gore, where 
think Lionel turns around and turns around again, and then I think he just rips open rips open the nurse's neck, and he just seems yeah, to yeah. part like smack open and just Yanks like the head gushes. Off backwards, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. She's like she's like a Pez dispenser. Yeah. And Paquita's upstairs because this, I guess, plays in later. Paquita has gone upstairs to pack a uh, overnight bag for the mom to go to hospital. Um, and then, meanwhile, downstairs, the mom has died, come back as a zombie, and has pulled off pretty well the nurse's head. And then she's a zombie as well. Yep. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hence, and then the then the wrestling match begins, and this is a bit with the archers, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the archers talking about... Uh, wait, what, what are they talking about getting the head off on that as well? Or um, it, it's kind of the mom is the mom is wrestling with Lionel, trying to kill him and strangle him. Um, Paquita's like shouting down, like, "What colours toothbrush is your mom's?" He's like, "The green one." And then, um, and it's sort of the comedy leans into it really here because this is where Paquita hears noises from the scuffle downstairs, but it's panned off as being part of the archers program. It's yeah. like, oh, I'll just put the jug on. And then the, he smashes his mom over the head with a vase. And it's like, <laughs> oh, your favourite teapot. I'm so sorry I broke it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he, sho- he, what's he, so he shoves him in the basement right here? Or he he shoves yeah. him down into the basement and okay. locks the door. Um, and then uh, this is like a blank moment here for me. So at some, at some point she gets hit by a tram. But... Yeah, so... A little bit of time passes, I think. Um, I don't. That's the right amount of zombies. So he's got them locked in the basement. He nips to the vets and gets some tranquilizer. Um, yeah. And it's like a suspect, possibly former Nazi vet. <laughs> yeah. It's like in a really weird little and by, scene. And by vet, you mean. <laughs> like, it's weird science man yeah. yeah i mean he's a great character as well again he was he was very he much like two a... minutes but great yeah um so he 
He goes and says, oh, I'm looking for some sedatives. He goes, I'm not a doctor. I don't sell sedatives. I sell tranquilizers. <laughs> yeah, um, come on, man. He buys some tranquilizers and he goes downstairs in his, in his cricket pads and um, has an encounter with the zombies again, but manages to inject them for the tranquilizer, which works. And, in the eyes, um, pretty much, every time. Yeah. Sure, the nostril, the I think for his mum, he goes oh, yeah, the nostril yeah, the both nostril, sides. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, 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 you're right. And that calms them down. Um, and then I think there's little bits of him sort of trying to get on and then it all comes to a head when he's gone to the shops and he's explained to Bakita, oh yeah, mum's much better and then it catches out (laughs) having her break out of the house and go on a rampage into the town only to get hit by a tram she kind of just just walked past everybody there, didn't she? It's like she's making a beeline for Lionel (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah, she gets hit by a tram and smashed through through the window uh, so does it? Because I know when she's a bit later on, she seems to still know who Lionel is. Like she's not like a normal zombie. Like she seems to like a zombie. Yeah, she, well, she seems to like know who he is. Like she seems to still want Lionel to look after her or something. She doesn't seem to be like mindless like most of the others. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's right. Maybe it's because she was she's got a, a bite directly from the monkey. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, okay, so then we go to her funeral. Which is another like out and out comedy moment where the they've left the embalming machine on, and yeah, she's oh, like, this, 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 this horrific." <laughs> her eyes are like popping out, and like she's all like bulging. And then I think the the uh, the mortician's just popping them back in, just pops yeah. them, shoots them back in. Um, <laughs> and then I guess at the funeral, the, the barrier, uh, and then the then he's he's gonna dig her out or something. He's gonna dig her out of the grave. Yeah, because he's. At the funeral home, Lionel has gone back backstage at the church. <laughs> He's gone backstage to see where, where the magic happened. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because he needs to, because he knows his mum isn't dead and is. he's taken his syringe of tranquilizer to keep her under wraps while they, um, till he can work out what to do. So they have the funeral. Um, I guess the only other important thing that happens at the funeral is this is when Uncle Les turns up for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he figures and, uh, out that there's money, like knocking around to be had. Yeah, he's well keen to get involved. He wants a bit of that bit of the house as well. That's going to be left to yeah. Lionel. Yeah. So he immediately establishes himself as a a bit of a bad bloke, old Watkin, and then the um, and then we have the funeral. Like Lionel ends up because he's wrestling with his zombie mom, crashes out in front of the congregation having just injected a tranquilizer and it's sort of curled up round her sobbing. Doesn't which... Uncle Les laugh when that happens? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey! This is the most entertaining funeral I've ever been to. Yeah. Yeah, and this is the first time we meet the, the priest as well at this point as well. Very, maybe it's just his hair, very Father Ted vibes. Yeah, well I was getting definitely, definitely Uncle, Les, vibes, yeah. Uncle Les gives me some like Timothy Spall sort of vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. When he's being a bit more lecherous, and yeah, the, uh, the father, what's his name? Um, he's giving me some proper father Ted vibes, but uh, yeah, he was, he was great. He might be my favorite character. Yeah, he's yeah. brilliant. He, yeah. Even even as a zombie, he's great. Yeah, yeah. So, 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 uh, Lionel's gonna bury uh, dig her out, uh, but this gang of greasers rock up, very Return of the Living Dead sort of uh, punky greasers, and they're gonna play in the graveyard, and they see him. Decided to beat him up, 
They basically uh, think he's a necrophiliac or, yeah. or a grave robber of some sort, don't they? Yeah, yeah. but then Void goes to piss on... <laughs> that's my mother's grave. Like He's yeah. pissing on her mother's grave, and then... I don't know what happens here, but... Um, she- <laughs> Her arm like comes up, comes out and grabs him, grabs him by the old ghoulies, and then he um gets pulled down into the grave and and minced. Yeah, some mincing going off. Yeah, some furious mincing, and um and then the, the father turns up. Oh, they they all start turning zombies. The father turns up. Uh, he has maybe the best line in the in the entire film. The, <laughs> yeah, I could cast for the Lord, and. Uh, it's just a ridiculous comedy kung fu scenario. Yeah, really. I, know. I wasn't just, expecting any kung fu in this film. Uh, kick, at all. Kicking, people, kicking people's heads off. He sweeps yeah. the legs off. Like the legs like come all the way <laughs> <Yeah>. off. <laughs> and he like flips their arms off as he breaks that guy's arms off, beats another zombie up with it, yeah. sweeps the guy's leg off, and then like flash kicks the guy's head off, guile style. Yeah. And then, um, but then unfortunately he gets bitten. Yeah, the head yeah. comes back down after he's punted it into the air. Oh yeah, that's how. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and bites him, and then he um, yeah. <laughs> goes to flying kick Void, only to get impaled on the arm of a statue. Um, yeah, like Arnold Schwarzenegger would do in End of Days years later. It's weird because I wonder how Lionel got the father off of that and took him home. Because <laughs> he, I don't, I don't, so he takes, so he ends up collection of the zombies in his basement. Now he's got father, uh, the priest. Nurse McTavish's mum and Void. The others, yeah. I guess, have all been this and better. Oh, this They've all been killed. To... They've all been like killed. Yeah, yeah essentially. <clears throat> so yeah, it's weird. What, what is Lionel's? It's almost like he's trying to keep them all hidden because he's trying to protect his mum. I guess. Or I think. Yeah. I mean, that's the sort of underlying thing is that he can't let go of his mum. <clears throat> but like yeah. he, uh, I mean, he, he obviously could kill the others by like beheading them or whatever. But I don't even really know if that works. Uh, who knows? Because uh, that other one. Had its head off when it bit the priest. So yeah, yeah. Um, but he keeps him in his basement, and we starts to sort of get along. Like he's looking after them from here on for a little bit. There's a yeah. dinner scene here. This is where we have the dinner uh, scene, where uh, Thingy's trying to eat with spoon. He's like spoon feeding some of them with some sort of apple sauce. Just like a load yeah. of apple sauce. It's like uh, with the nurses kind of all just like falling through her neck. Oh. And he kind of fold, folds her head back and just put, puts it down her down her throat. Like I, under- like, I understand like this. Each one of these things, these special effects, prosthetics, and stuff, each one is like ingenious in the way it's sort of put together and works so well on screen. But it's like yeah. this is only the beginning. From here on, it just gets like more and more ludicrous. Yeah. And like it's like seeing a master construction at work. Like you can't. I understand how it's put together, but it's just so much of it and so like so much detail to it all that it's just amazing to look at. Yeah. For yeah. me, whenever the nurse is on, it's the like to be honest throughout the film. But some of the sound work, like whenever he tilts the nurse's head back, it's like um, yeah. you know you've got the bottom of your drink and a straw, like that <laughs> noise. Yeah, but, uh, I think he tries to eat. With, I think Void tries to eat the spoon, and he goes all Puts the way it through. through the back of his head. Then the mum yeah. snatches the food off the spoon. That's yeah. yeah. Um, Uncle Les turns up while while this dinner party is going on, um, and he's basically <coughs> basically. He wants a bit bit of the estate, doesn't he? He's yeah. trying to be all nice at this point, right, isn't he? He's like, oh, you know, your mum always meant to leave me a little something, but I guess she never got round to it. And then he's about to walk in on all the zombies. And, um, well, just before this, all... there's a bit where he goes to the toilet. Has he got a kidney stone? Because he's, he's standing over the toilet and looking down, and he's like going like... And he just hears... 
this giant pop and then he starts to pee. And I what is he just passed the stone or something? I don't know. He says he's got a urinary infection. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I don't know what it is that he's got. It's like a champagne maybe a cork pro- pops. Maybe a prostate problem. I don't know. Oh. But he's like eh, eh. <laughs> But he he sees the stiff stone. He thinks that Lionel's got them for some necrophiliac purposes and uses them. Oh, this as- is that's a little bit later. Right yeah. now, he oh, okay. it offers, oh, you've you found your dad's old pornos, eh? Like, is this the yeah. one with the donkey and the chambermaid? Because um, what we've missed out is is that zombie Nurse McTavish and zombie Priest um, are getting oh, a bit frisky. Yeah. Yeah. And he separates them just as the uncle comes to the door. But then while he's been distracted by his <laughs> uncle's UTI, um, they've clearly, they, they're getting at it in, in the kitchen. Oh, it's pretty, it's pretty yeah. horrific. Yeah. Is, I mean, is is there another example of zombie sex in cinema with a priest, with a priest and a doctor? And I know there was um, there was a film. I can't remember exactly what it was called. Was it Dead Girl, where, where these two sort of teenagers were keeping a zombie girl chained up in like a hospital, and they were taking I turns on it? Remember that? It's like a found yeah, remember film, that? Is it, or? Uh, a little bit like that, I think. Yeah, it's pretty horrific. It's pretty horrific. Um, yeah, so basically, they've got a zombie girl on there keeping her as a sex slave of sorts. Mm. <laughs> Lovely. Um, so when is it that he uses the the the? You know, it's it's soon after this one. I think there's a little bit of there's a little bit of filler in between. I think at this point, Lionel has gone, and they have another comedy moment where he sort of distances himself from Paquita a little bit more. She sort of sees him outside the shop and the tram goes by yeah. and he, dis- and, he and, and it looks like he's disappeared like in old spy movies yeah. only for a car to then pull away and he's like ducked down behind <laughs> that as well. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, but then I guess the uncle, Uncle Les really starts to blackmail him. They've got the baby by this point because the baby <laughs> arrives oh, very yeah. quickly because yeah, zombies so, I mean, apparently don't have a nine-month wait. What is the baby's name? Because I've seen it pop up like Silwell or something? Selwyn. Selwyn, that's the one. Okay, this is another of my favourite scenes when he takes the baby. Why does he take the baby for a day out? I don't know. But he takes <laughs> the baby out to the park. And there's like the, the physical comedy in this where he's trying to treat it like other baby there's a bit where you see from the baby's perspective he's sort of throwing like got a cuddly toy and we see this barbed wire sort of covering the baby baby up there's uh the bit where he starts punching the baby and everyone can kind of like see see him doing it like what, what else going on here? he just punched that baby he's like no yeah you know it's like, it's, like, <laughs> like swinging it against like the post and stuff Oh, the swing post. It's terrorizing him and it's terrorizing everyone in the park as well. It's like running around wanting to like bite kids and that, but he kind of stops it every, at the last moment yeah, every time. Like, the bit that gets me on that bit is when he's fighting the baby. I think it's about to bite those kids and he punts it. Yeah. And then he falls over near the swing and swings the swing into his face. <laughs> um, but it's where, a... where did he get the little baby grab for it? it... <laughs> yeah. Because the come baby. The baby is naked at first, isn't it? Because it, it's in the radio. He goes down oh, and yeah, finds yeah, the yeah. nurse on the floor and then the yeah. baby bursts out of the radio and he picks it up by the legs and the next thing you see him off on baby's day out. But you, yeah. you're right. When he catches it, he's like, put it into like a duffel bag and he's like, lamp in it. <laughs> <laughs> Does it. Every now and again it cuts to like, I think someone dressed as Selwyn <clears throat> crawling across the floor. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's a lot bigger like... than a... Yeah, it's, uh, it's not, yeah. What is going on there? Do you reckon that's a kid or do you reckon it's a fully grown man? I think it's a 
a small person. I think. I don't know. Yeah. These, these could be the these could be the camera techniques that he would later go on to, to use in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, to make yeah. like John Reese Davis look like a dwarf who's yeah. like six and a half foot, I think. He's a tall man. <laughs> yeah. He might be on something there. Baby Selwyn, early, early work. I think Selwyn is one of the highlights of the film. This scene, I think I'd seen this scene before uh, on YouTube. I think just sort of randomly sort of came across it. Uh, but yeah, it's good. Um, so, and then I think we get the. This is when the uncle uh, okay. rocks up. Yeah. And. Well, you, you, you go for it. <laughs> he's ba- yeah, so he's basically trying to blackmail um, Lionel. And sort of, he sees the zombies in the in the basement while the stiffs, as he as we see it, because they're all twank, tranquilized. Stiffy and he basically, the stiffs. Yeah. basically thinks that Lionel's just like an insane, insane sex fiend, a moiderer, moiderer. Um, so basically, he blackmails him to give him the house and and the inheritance by sort of calling the police and saying, uh, basically saying there's been a mass murder, but then just putting the phone down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well. which is. Which is fine, you know, they'll just go, oh, can't have been true then. In the That's 1950s, good. little known that if you didn't finish a com- uh, police report, because they didn't have computers to save, yeah. so uh, if you don't yeah, finish yeah. it, cancelled. Yeah. There we go, cancelled, pen ran out. Yeah. There we go. So yeah, then basically he has an immediate house party with loads of people. Lionel's obviously objecting to it, because he's like, I've got bloody five zombies in the yeah. in the basement. But uh, no. So Paquita arrives during the party as well, and I, I don't know how she got the, the the memo about this party, or if she just she's, happened to turn up. She's just walking past with Roger. Oh yeah, yeah that's right. She, she started gets, dating. Um, she also gets uh, accosted by uh, Les. I think as she comes in, he wants to have it off of her, but she punches him in the balls or kicks him in the balls or something. Yeah, and then runs off into the zombie basement, the worst place to run. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst place to go. Yeah, exactly. But at least she knows what what. Lionel's been dealing with now. Now she understands. Yeah. Oh, you've not just been popping me off. You've been you've had zombies in. Obviously, now I forgive you. You've yeah. you got the zombies in. Yeah. Oh, in. that explains it all. Although, I mean, we we didn't touch on this, but she's kind of known all the time because they go back and talk about the dark forces with her with her grand, don't they? The, yeah. the fortune teller, yeah. and she's given more context. Of, like death surrounds him, and there'll be terrible danger and all that stuff and then as soon as she walks in and sees all the zombies she knows that it's death surrounding them yeah all sort of clicks together yeah. but I think he's but, got yeah. a plan to kill them now like I think he I think there's Piquita to say look you, that's not your mum anymore you've got to you've got to move on you've got to kill her and he says okay oh, I've okay. got the what's the plan they're gonna a big bottle of poison that just happened to have in the garage yeah yeah but he picked up the wrong bottle Obviously, <laughs> uh, yeah. apparently it's the right bottle. It's just he look. He didn't read the back of the label because I was joking at this when I watched it. At first, you see, why do you have a bottle of just poison in your house? But then, so that they poison them all, they bury them. Do a very quick job at burying these people in the basement. Yeah, and it should all be good. And they have he has quite a tender moment with his gross, like covered in prosthetics, mom. He sort of gives her a kiss on the head and then injects her with poison. Who definitely doesn't look like her, his mum anymore. Like the yeah. rest of them kind of look like the people they were initially. But his she's mom been through so like... much sort of horrific body transformations up yeah. to this point. Yeah. She looks horrific already. Um, but he buries them all. We we don't see him dead. The others you just see kiss your mum goodbye and then patting the earth, literally like job done. Um, they go back upstairs, ready to go and start a new life together. Only for Uncle Les to sort of get them. Um, he 
drags Paquita off somewhere and throws Lionel back into the basement where he's locked in. Yeah. And then he sees the bottle of poison again, <laughs> only for it to turn around and say, oh, this is animal stimulant. It's poison if you if people drink it. And he's like, oh, uh, shit. Okay. Right, so, yeah. Don't, I've accidentally injected them all with animal stimulant and then they literally all explode out of the ground like in Thriller. Yeah. 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 Pretty terrifying. So they all sort of, I don't know how they don't go for a Lionel, but then they all just, they all basically all just burst into the house. Yeah. yeah. They, Lionel runs up the stairs and knocks on the door and some dude just opens yeah, it. Yeah, what's, right, yeah. what's all this noise? And then he yeah. just, the zombies all come out and then. So the door, they push the door onto the first guy, rip his rib cage out. Easy as, yeah. easy as. And then they go to the next guy, rip the skin off his face <laughs> in one like yeah. one thing. There's a what? There's, there's an amazing bit where a woman's just like having a laugh, <laughs> and it just cuts to an arm <laughs> coming out of her yeah, mouth. Yeah, yeah. So good, <laughs> I know. Yeah, punching her through the back of the face, and then he, that hand gets used to do something else. Oh, yeah, it starts killing yeah. someone else with the hand They peel someone else's face off with the hand that's through what must have been a replica of that actress, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. They just must Um, must have made a blow-up doll of that woman and then wore it like a... (laughs) From here on out, it gets absolutely insane. So um, everyone's getting eaten. Uh, Paquita's getting sort of chased around by uh, various zombies and stuff. Um, There's one bit... Ian Watkin, the sex offender. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's trying to to have it off of her. He's like, come on, then. Yeah, yeah. I think there's one... So Void chases Lionel into the bathroom, but he sort of gets is chopped in half or something, and yeah, all, so all his guts sort of fall out, and then his guts become animated, and then it farts. I don't know if you noticed yeah. that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like his intestinal tract becomes a separate character. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, has it got lungs? Is it lungs as well? He's using yeah, the lungs as like feet. Or yeah, the lungs are like little arms. It's got like, I don't know what's the... What, is the, the anus the face? I don't, I don't know. think so because there's probably it looks and it goes. It's got like another anus. Well, the anus goes, and then it's, <laughs> <Yeah. that looking. laughs> it's so silly, but it's so amazing. Uh, and he chases him into, and it's got like tentacles, doesn't it? Well, like the yeah uh, intestines as tentacles. So it, this is all just like it's very hard to keep this in order in in your mind, isn't it? Because yeah. Lionel's being chased upstairs by various bits of void. Um, Paquita and another lady who she meets like hiding in a cupboard are doing their best to fend off the zombies and survive. And this is where that lady is behind the washing. And then she she comes out and bites the other girl and then gets pushed onto a light and they do like the uh, like yeah. a hollow head with the light shining out from yeah, the light. Yeah. That was that was pretty awesome. Um, the the uncle is in has locked himself in the shed. The priest gets in and then he pulls the, and then he's he's pulling the the priest's teeth out with the pliers. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And he's like giving us a little quips, like yeah. Oh, he got some plaque. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this. I mean, this bit was was pretty much insane, wasn't it? Yeah, like from start well, this, to this finish. Bit they start to really wreck the house as well, and I just yeah, just can't understand how they just pulled like this stuff off. Lionel goes into the attic. Um, he finds, uh some bones um that and he suddenly sort of remembers stuff from his past that the bone relates to something to do his mum we, we get revealed very soon um there's one bit so Lionel falls out of like the roof in the main hallway and he's sort of hanging his his foot's caught in the uh and the wires it's caught in a wire yeah and then, and then the, intest- the intestines avoid sort of such snaking what are the intestines going to do because they haven't got teeth or anything 
Oh, just suck him. Suck, suck him to death. With the anus. Strangle him. He's kind of like a pinata, isn't he? Hanging in front of all these zombies. Because there's a huge crowd of zombies in the main the main part of the house in this yeah. main sort of hallway. And Paquita and the other girl are also stranded at the top of the stairs being pursued. Yeah. Yeah. And he sort of swings and climbs himself up the stairs and then sort of swings across to try and save them from a zombie that he throws off the balcony. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and not, is it not long after this when he basically turns, he, he basically turns up with a lawnmower. He has yeah, a groovy is... moment, doesn't he? Has his has his uh, yeah. Ash Captain Ash moment. Um, the amount of blood that's sort of spurting out of, I mean, there's this there's a ton of blood, but um, there's a bit after when he's like, he's trying to get over the blood he can't because he's like running, it's like super slippy, and he has yeah. to use like severed heads as like stepping stones, and as he yeah, stands that's... on each one, you get like the like the crunching noise. I think that's before he goes up into the loft and Void chases him. I think this is when right. they first are in there. Yeah. He manages to get through in the first place because he runs to the stairs that he runs up and he does like a Scooby-Doo run first because all the zombies <laughs> are coming around. He's slipping on, and then he jumps across those heads yeah. to get to um, to get back to where the um, where the stairs are so he can get upstairs. And then he comes back with your lawnmower after he sort of he swings and saves Paquita and then swings back and smashes through like the smash through the front window of the house. Yeah. yeah. I need to come back in with his lawnmower and then basically I think pure purees all zombies yeah. in, in the yeah. <clears throat> and it is brutal. Blood blood just spraying everywhere. I mean it is horrific. Um and then there's a zombie uncle Uncle Les as well. He basically gets he, he's a big horrible monstrous beast. Um, I think he gets killed by Vera, doesn't he? Yeah, he he does oh, a bit of surviving yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. So he pulls the teeth out of the of the priest, smashes up loads of other zombies, encounters the girls again in the kitchen, and basically has a he stacks up a ton of zombies by yeah. literally Shot. hacking at them all with like cleavers and stuff. And then he goes down into the basement, and we haven't seen Vera since she was poisoned, and then she does like a. Again, they lean into like, like almost like a Muppets comedy, don't they? Like a yeah. big hand comes out and like taps him, yeah. and then turns him into like a yeah. weird sort of zombie oh, yeah, lava so that thing. Pulls his head. It's like something out of the thing. This is yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, there's also Salwin gets a pretty good moment towards the end here, um, where one of the girls with Paquita, uh, she's been bit, so you know she's going to turn at some point, but she doesn't just turn. Like Selwyn like rips out of her face. <laughs> Yeah. I don't really know how this worked, but then he's sort of riding around like a giant mech. Yeah, he's <laughs> driving her like a... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't remember how does, how does How does Selwyn die? There's a blender we involved. Him. We don't see him die. She does get him in the blender at this point. She's yeah. put him in the blender, um, but, he, but he pings out, doesn't he? Like He, he escapes from the blender, yeah. he kills that, that girl, um, yeah. and then she just smashes him or something, but then at the very end of the film, when we see that the fire is going, which is in a minute, um, you just see him sitting there crying. You don't see him after that, as far as I'm aware. Oh, yeah, that, that, that rings a bell. The, the fire starts from the one with the light bulb in its head. Yeah. Short circuits and st- starts to fire through that. Um, and then I think they're all dead. And Lionel and um, Peter are like, let's go. And then Lionel's like, no, we've not seen Mother yet. We've not seen Mother yet. And Mother rocks up. And she's like an end game boss at this point. She's gone like yeah. full on. 
uh, Resident Evil Endgame boss, and she's like <laughs> a giant <laughs> naked creature with this like weird long hands and giant buttocks and droopy yeah. bosoms. Um, they, they, they chase, she chases him up onto the roof. She somehow, which I think, even though it doesn't make any sense, was maybe one of the funnier parts of the film. She puts him back inside his womb. <laughs> her like, yeah. stomach like, opens up and she like puts him back inside. <laughs> so I guess, that, I mean, that's representative of her relationship with him anyway. She probably yeah. like molly coddled him his whole, his whole life and just let me live, mother. Oh, yeah. Nope. There's also the reveal where he says, Mom, you, uh, you killed that dad and. That woman, that blonde was, woman, a blonde woman. Yeah, so he kind of, he kind of remembers that she yeah. drowned them. So his dad was having an affair with some blonde woman, and she drowned them both of them in the bath while Lionel. Pretty good going to drown both them, in the bath. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, she must she must have some real yeah. um, real strength knocking about. And she's even talking as a big monster zombie. She's, she's even saying Lionel. Uh, she's like got the same Lionel. voice. Yeah. Um, but then he gets out by using earlier in the film he's been given like a sharp pendant and he gets out like stabs his way out of that. Um, and, oh, and, and then, then she it, falls down into the burning house and is gone, right? So that's yeah. it. And they, they swing down on a clothesline or a telephone wire. Yeah, he um, whips his belt around the telephone wire and they slide down. Yeah. Like um, like that jeans advert with uh, the Shaggy song in it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, a classic, what a classic moment. So... Yeah, and then and it's what ends there with the baby. It's uh, <laughs> it, it goes places. This film, not like it goes unexpected places. I, I didn't expect yeah. it to be. If I expected it to be possibly like a six out of ten in terms of how over the top, gory, ridiculous yeah. it's going to be. I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's not not. There's not very. There's not much logic here. But it's a good thirteen out of ten. It it does. The, the, <laughs> it's what, it, what it decides to do is it, it like picks what it's going to be the sort of splatter thing and it goes we're going to be the very best at that and nothing else it's not going to be that emotional it's just going to be this thing and it's going yeah. to be some moments that could perhaps be a little bit pedestrian they go right let's include something in this moment that is yeah. memorable that is unbelievable that is disgusting that is over the top yeah. it's ridiculous that makes no sense but it's going to literally it's going to uh, people people jaws are going to be dropping when they're watching yeah. it so and it's effective yeah Okay, uh, so I've got some trivia if you guys want to play along. Oh, ready, um, ready. Number one, uh, and I'll, I'll properly score you today. And number one, the prosthetics in the film were created by Bob McCarran. Bob is also known to UK audiences as Dr. Bob. But can you name which UK TV show this is from? Dr. Bob. Mm. Dr. Bob. Um, is he in like a soap or something? Is he in. I'm not going to say. East End- is he in EastEnders? Uh, is that your final answer? That's got to be a doctor, a doctor Bob in something. No, no, wait. Is he on Embarrassing Bodies on Channel Four? What about you, Andy? What are you going for? Um, the only Doctor Bob I know is, and it, and it can't be. This will be madness if it is. He's not the Doctor on I'm a Celebrity, is he? He is the Doctor from I'm what? a Celebrity. Yes. <laughs> what on earth? Yeah. What a claim to fame. Bob McCarran, he's now pretty famous to UK people. I don't watch I'm a Celebrity, so I don't, I don't really know this, but. Uh, yeah, it's the same Bob. Um, well done, Andy. Well done. Number two. In Peter Jackson's 2005 version of King Kong, the cargo hold of the ship contains a box holding what? got to be a Sumatran um, rat monkey, right? Andy, what are we going for? Oh, I, I, sorry to be a copier, Ben. It can't be anything but that. <laughs> It can't be anything but, no. Uh, it's a Sumatran rat monkey in a little sign that says, beware of the bite. Uh wow. 
great. Well done. That, that's made me make like that film a little better. Yeah, yeah me too. Very yeah. Good. I like the the monstery elements of that film when they're on Skull Island. It's good. Uh, yeah. It's just the length of it. Uh, okay, number three. Uh, how many liters of blood were used in the last scene of the film? Liters. Yeah. So the closest will win the point. All of them. All of the liters. All of the um, blood liters. Are you giving us options, or are we just going to get closest? You, uh, no, you got it. You got it closest. Yeah. Okay. Five hundred. Okay. No, Stephen. I was going to say I'll go first because I got to copy your last answer. But now, <laughs> um, it's a lot. I'm going to say seven hundred liters of blood. Ben takes the point. It's 300 litres of blood, which is still oh. a lot. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot, yeah. Uh, so I think it's 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, sounds about right. Uh, number four, how many times is Uncle Les hit in the groin in this film? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, three? Andy? Um, it won't be a copy. I'll just go twice. Five times, so Ben takes the five. I only remembered once, but uh, apparently it's five times. I'll have to check that out on the next watch. Um, and the last question. Wait, is it 40 to Ben? I think Ben's won it. Uh, yeah, number ben, five. Right. Who was Peter Jackson in the film? Um, what's it? Good question. Was he... Oh Jesus! I don't even know. I I know that he's the mortician's assistant. Is he also the explorer at the beginning, or is yeah. it just the one yeah. cameo? He just says the Undertaker's assistant, so okay. I don't think he's the guy at the start. I don't even. I don't even. I don't he's even, so lot skinnier, isn't he? Yeah, he's. Uh, he's barely in it as the mortician's assistant because yeah. he's not. Yeah. The, the mortician literally goes, "Oh, you bloody idiot!" And he goes, "Oh, oh yeah." yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Uh, well done, Ben. You took that one. Um, but we've got to rate the film now, and I struggled with this. But I think I'm, I think I'm settled on my answer. What are you going for, Andy? Um, I think like you, it's really tough because if you think about some of the other films that even I've joined you for, it's hard to put it on the same on the same playing field because in many ways, if you think of like acting and production, it's not it's not the same type of film, yeah. but I really enjoy it. And you've sort of got a softening to it because of what, what they did with what they had. Yeah. So if I just try and rate it on how much I enjoyed it, I'd give this like a, like a B plus. Okay. Okay. What about you then? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking B plus initially after I watched it. I mean, I, I was thinking of that, that I was going to rate it an, an A just because yeah. of how I was affected by it. Yeah. Um, so I've, because as a brand, as a film I'd never seen before, it's rare that you sort of come across something like a cult, like a cult film like this, and it has such a profound effect on you. But I thought yeah. it was amazing. I found myself like in shock and awe, like almost every thirty seconds by something else. Yeah, and re- I found myself rewinding and sort of looking at various various bits as well. But yeah, I think I'd set up with a B plus for this. So I went a teeny tiny bit higher with A minus. Like this film, I think it's it's up there now. One of my like, if I'm ever going to watch a film purely for gory comedy fun, this would be the one I go to now. Like, cause it's still yeah. kind of new to me, like evil dead too. I, I know it so well. And that was the <laughs> go-to and Shaun of the dead too was the go-to for that comedy horror thing. But this is still kind of fresh to me and it, I just really enjoyed watching it. And I just was, I don't know if it's cause my expectations were for some reason kind of low, but yeah, I think I'm the same. Yeah. It's kind of blew they me away. 
they weren't massively low, but like I don't really know where my expectations were in terms of it. Yeah. So, so it was great to sort of to sort of see see what I did. It was ridiculous. It was totally ridiculous. People always say they they want Peter Jackson to go back and do some of his sort of schlocky horror stuff again, and now I understand why. I can imagine he'd do some incredible stuff because it's yeah. it's weird. He's kind of gone away from it because if you watch this, it's very. It's almost like a trauma movie, right? I don't know how many yeah, of those you've, yeah. you've seen, but this and bad taste are kind of yeah. uh, a little genre upon themselves. Upon themselves, it's it's kind of strange. Apart from we've rumbled today that he's using his camera work for perspective and height, but it's funny how you can see a director like Peter Jackson, and I think if you didn't, if someone didn't tell you that that and Lord of the Rings were the same, you yeah. you wouldn't necessarily see the the DNA. But if you watch a James Gunn film. Yeah. Today you can see the tr- sort of trauma, really mm. schlocky horror like elements in his work still today. Yeah. So I, I'd love to see if he still had that type of thing in him. Um, I hope, I hope see so. Peter Jackson. I mean, because yeah. Peter Jackson working with like Weta Workshop, I know there's so much like computer stuff in there now as well. But yeah. if he had that production company behind him to do some real physical over the top horror movie, he'd do something incredible. I'm sure. Yeah. It's just, let's see, as I watched, as I watched Bad Taste as well, um, and read about how he kind of made the guns himself, and when you realise Bad Taste was made on like a, a no budget sort of like strings, we this film like on weekends and that kind of thing, and when you see where that film goes, and then I watched this and saw how far this film went with the production, and then Lord of the Rings, he just does not do things by half, like no, he's just so sort of courageous and just unrelenting in sort of how far he's willing to go with the actual production design of a film yeah he's uh he's he's one to watch i think you know he's probably gonna do all right um, he's going places yeah but yeah this is great this was a, a like a new discovery i think amazing yeah, man. Really uh, it. so next week i don't know if we're doing velvet buzzsaw or trick or treat <coughs> yeah so i think we i'm keen to do velvet buzzsaw for okay. game yeah, exactly yeah. i think it's out on, it's out on friday by the guy Netflix, you made nightcrawler so... right but a guy who made Nightcrawler, starring Jake, starring Jake Gyllenhaal as well, and uh, looks like it's the first film since uh, Ghostbusters 2 to feature a haunted painting, or more than one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anything else had a haunted painting in it? Okay. that's. Uh, I've not seen the trailer or anything about it, so I've no idea what's going to go on. There we but, go. I've just ruined that for you then. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> To paint it at the end. No one mentions it until then. It was the painting yeah. all along. <laughs> it was the painting that did it all along. Art uh, is bad. <laughs> we don't normally like uh, plug stuff, but Andy, I know you've got like a new comic, sort of horror sort of comic going on. Uh, I don't know if you to tell people about it or tell people where to go to. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, so we have a new comic out um, from Horde Comics on Saturday this week at time of recording. It's called Revenant. It is set around the Ripper murders in the late 1800s um, and has sort of a supernatural twist on that. So it's two people who would naturally be enemies um, having to team up to solve the, the murders. Um, Four part series, first part out on Saturday. It will be available digitally on our website um it'll probably turn up on comiXology in about a month or so cool so we'll check that we'll, we'll link into that as well we'll uh, um, we'll give it a read and we'll probably we'll have a little chat about it on next week's episode oh yeah. nice thank game. you game for that cool okay so this show is brought to you by hawk and cleaver head over to hawkandcleaver.com become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash hawk and cleaver <laughs> thanks to Kobach cameron for our theme music thanks to acast for hosting the show uh if you've enjoyed the show please consider giving us a rating and review in iTunes and remember to hit subscribe 
Thanks to my co-host Ben for being a writer or a dude, and also thanks to Mr. Andy Conduit Turner. Cheers, guys. See you again soon. Nice one. Pleasure. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.